Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, I am a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I currently go to school full-time at Concordia University studying communications and while I go to school full-time, I also have a part-time job while I also work on my YouTube, my Instagram blogging, this podcast while owning my own apparel brand, owning a candle company that is soon to be launched, and I also do a lot of freelance work on the side. So I do a lot of different things and this podcast is called Behind the Girl Boss. And on this podcast, I love to talk about all things business, business lifestyle. I also enjoy interviewing a lot of girl bosses. And to be a girl boss, honestly, you just have to be chasing a goal. It doesn't have to be a business goal. It has to just be a goal in particular. And that is what this podcast is all about. On today's episode, we have another guest. Her name is Sai Joshi, and she is a medical student, and she's also the podcast host of Brown Girl White Coat. She has almost 4,000 followers on Instagram. Her podcast is all about navigating medical school as a woman of color, um, studying and productivity, and she also interviews a lot of leaders in medicine and some social media people. So if you're interested to hear about the lifestyle of a medical student while also having a podcast, this episode is for you, and I really do hope you enjoy it. Before we do jump into it, I just want to remind everyone that there is a really big problem in the world, and that is racism, and it's been something that has been going on for years and years and years it's not only popular now um, it's been something that has been happening for years and it's getting a lot of spotlight and a lot of coverage in the media right now and we have to do everything we can and we cannot back down and you should not only be promoting this as a social media trend you should actually be constantly fighting for rights of black people not only in america everywhere like in canada every single place um So in the show notes, I will have some organizations you can donate to, some organizations where you can just learn more and educate yourself. This is not something that just went away. It's still happening and we need to fight for justice. So without further ado, I really do hope you enjoy this episode and here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today we're here with Sai. So hi Sai. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So do you want to start off by introducing yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Sai. I am a medical student in Houston, Texas. I go to Baylor College of Medicine. I studied uh, sociology at Baylor University in Waco. And after all this Texas stuff, I'm actually originally from Ohio. So my family lives there. And I pretty much always knew that I wanted to go into medicine. And I hope to, in a few years, be an emergency medicine resident. So super excited about that. But yeah, excited to be here as well. Well, thank you for being here. Um, so basically, I start off my podcast usually with like a hot seat segment. So I ask three questions and I think they're fairly easy. So you can answer as fast as you can. Um, okay. So the first one is, where is your dream travel destination? Oh my gosh, there's so many places that I want to travel because I don't get very much time to like do fun things in med school, obviously. So oh my gosh. But the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, so I'm actually from India. But Mm -hmm. whenever I go to India, I travel to the specific city that I'm from and we never like go and travel and explore other parts of India. So I would love to do like a whole India tour and go to like North India, specifically Rajasthan. It's like the most beautiful place ever. So that would be great. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. What is your go-to meal? Ooh, is this like a meal I make or a meal that I want to go out and eat? 
We could be both. You could say one for each. Okay. My go-to meal that I make is this black bean and butternut squash chili. I make it in my instant pot and it's really tasty. Um, And then when I go out, I love Mediterranean food. So there's this place called, um, there's Halal Guys, but there's also Gyro Hut in Houston. And it's, it's so good. It's just like meat and rice and veggies and like tons of sauce on top. It's so good. So. Love that. <laughs> and the last one is where do you hope to see yourself in five years? Oh my gosh. Loaded question. <laughs> um, hopefully. So in five years, I will be like a second or third year resident um, mm-hmm. after med school. You do residency. So hopefully I will be somewhere on a coast, that would be my ideal place to do residency, like the California coast or New York or the upper east, like east. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully in like an emergency medicine residency where I'm just like thriving and helping people and being a good doctor. <laughs> yes. So right now, are you, so like we're going to transition into like the actual podcast part now, but like right now, are you studying like um, for like a bachelor's or is it like something else? Yeah. So I already completed my bachelor's of arts in sociology and now I am studying to get my MD, which is like in the States is a degree of like a doctorate in a medical doctor, I think is what MD stands for. How many years do you have left of that? So I am just finishing up my second year. So I have two more years of med school and then you do residency afterwards um, which could be anywhere from like three to six years. <laughs> wow. And then after that, after the residency, is it like you're just a like full doctor or is that how it works? I'm not yeah. too, uh, I don't know much about yeah. that. So in like two years, I'll get the MD degree, but you're basically still like a training doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after your residency, you are like, you'll get board certified. You will take all these tests and you'll be like a full-fledged person taking care of patients. Okay. Wow. So it's a long process, but I feel like it's very, it's a very rewarding feeling once you're done. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> a lot of people just graduated today. So I'm like watching everyone's Zoom graduations and yes. it's, it's very rewarding to just like see them celebrate their success as well. For sure. I feel like it's so like unfortunate that it has to be like through Zoom now, especially like, I feel like graduating university and everything is like such a big moment for a lot of people. And it's just like so unfortunate, but I'm happy that they found a way to like at least recognize them, but it kind of sucks. Yeah. There's some positives. Like I've, I have friends whose parents got to hood them. So at your like ceremony, you can have like a a doctor in your family or like a Mm -hmm. professor that you really loved hood you. So they got to like be hooded by both of their parents at home. Oh, that's cute. So what initially interested you to study in the medical field? Yeah. um, So... Not to be super corny, but after the earthquake in Haiti, my parents were extremely like motivated to be like first responders there. Mm -hmm. So they took me and my sister, I was like 12 at the time. They took us to Haiti and we, we really like couldn't do much. It was mostly like manual labor that my parents were doing there. Um, but I was able to just like chill at the hospitals and just like walk around because there was really no regulations on anything there because it was a disaster state. Um, But I was able to just kind of chill in the hospitals there, see this like makeshift 
thing that happens so quickly and physicians like adapting to the circumstances so easily, so swiftly. And I wanted to be a part of that immediately. Like I wanted to be the people that were on the front lines of disaster and providing hope, providing medical care, um, providing what people really needed at the time. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, So how is like medical school going? Like, I know it's probably hard, but like, how is it going for you? There have been a lot of transitions, especially during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started the first year and a half of med school is preclinical. So you just like learn everything there is to learn about medicine. And then, so I was done with that in January and I started clinical rotations in the hospitals. Mm -hmm. And we were pretty much pulled off like almost right away after um, I started. So it's been like a really hard transition process to kind of like be at home after seeing how rewarding it is to see patients and see like actual people instead of just read textbooks all day. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been, I would say rewarding is a good word because you really do spend a lot of your life studying. You say no to a lot of fun things, but then at the end of the day, it's, you, you do see the light at the end of the tunnel. And like, it is very, it's very nice to like remind yourself that you're doing it for patients. You're doing it for people. Um, and it is rewarding, I would say for sure. Yeah, for sure. So like before like COVID-19 and everything happened, were you, like, did you end school before we all went on like quarantine or were you still in school? Yeah, I was in school or like in rotation until mm-hmm. March 28th, I want to say. Okay. And then we were pulled out. I was on my psych rotation. So I didn't have like a lot of like touching patients or anything, mm-hmm. which was good, but it was still pretty scary to like be going to yeah, the hospital for sure. every day. Yeah. Did they find a way to like try and do that online? Cause like, I know one of my friends right now, she's, I don't know exactly what she's studying, but it's something in the medical field. So they've been doing like all their classes online and I feel like it's really difficult. Did they try and do that for you or? They tried. So there's, we have like modules and stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty different from seeing a real patient. Cause For it's sure. just like, they'll give you a picture of the patient and they'll describe, you know, what their issues mm-hmm. are, but not the same at all. It's kind of, kind of hard to like replace clinical contact. For sure. For sure. So basically this is a question that I like to ask like a lot of people that go to school in the States, because I feel like the States in Canada is so different when it comes to school um, because of like sororities and just like, I don't know. I watch like a lot of YouTubers that go to the States for school and it just seems like such a different experience. So like, would you say like your school experience, mainly like university or college, um, is that comparable to what they show you in movies? Oh my gosh. I would venture to say probably not at all. Um, Because so I went to Baylor University, which is a private Baptist Christian university. Mm -hmm. And I am none of those things. Um, But they have this like amazing med program that basically lets you bypass the MCAT, which is one of the major tests to get into med school here. So that's the reason I went to that school, plain and simple. But I didn't participate in sororities. Sororities were really big at my undergrad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if I participated in sororities, it might have been more similar to what they show you in the movies. Yeah. But Or if I went to a state school, it would be more of like a party school and like, you know, a lot lot more like frat parties and social gatherings and stuff but it was mm-hmm. a pretty tame experience <laughs> yeah because like in Canada we do have like sororities and frats and stuff but it's not like 
popular it's not as popular as it is in the states and everything so it's like it's always so cool to me to like see and hear people like talk about their like sorority and like frat experience and stuff because like I don't have that and it's not something that like I know a lot of girls particularly when they look for schools they look for like the sororities and everything that they have I'm Mm -hmm. like it's so weird to me that like that's just not it's like it's not like what we experience here so that's why I asked that because it's so cool to see the difference yeah I think if I was um like a legacy or like if my it had run in my family somehow like my mom had been Mm -hmm. a sorority like then it might have been pretty important for me to do the same thing but I have like no connection to American college here. Like all of my parents are like went to school in India and everything. Yeah. So just, I just went there for the education, sadly. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> what is your dream job after you graduate? Um, I've talked about it a little bit. So I would love to be in either emergency medicine, which is, you know, kind of alluding to that, like first responder, exciting job style that I'm after. Um, but I would really love to be in peds as well, like a pediatrician or do like peds infectious disease, which would be cool. Um, I would love to be like taking care of kids somehow. Um, and that's why I like emergency medicine so much because you can take care of a wide range of people too. So, so I know you said that you were interested in like the medical field since a young age, but let's say if you weren't in the medical field, do you know what, like you would have wanted to study instead? Ooh. Um, so if I wasn't doing medicine, I would probably have pursued my singing career a little bit more. I absolutely love singing. Um, I used to do like a lot of classical singing, um, Mm -hmm. and like opera and stuff. (laughs) Um, I did not know that. Yeah. And like musical theater and a little bit of pop and everything. So I would have like tried to make that a thing and like gone like full out and like moved to LA or something and like Mm -hmm. really tried to make that happen. Um, but also I really love the creative side of social media now. So like I could totally see myself in like marketing or social media marketing, something like that. That's so cool. It's so cool because like two, those two are like very different, but you can also like find a way to like bring them together in one way, because I know like a lot of doctors do YouTube like for like a side thing and they make money off of it too. And it's just like so cool that like, even though they're so different, you can bring them together in a way. Definitely. Yeah. And I think people are just likely to listen to you when you're a doctor too. You're like, of course I want to watch how a dermatologist takes care of her skin. Like. For sure. <laughs> um, so now we're going to venture into more of like the podcast, your podcast side of this podcast. Um, <laughs> so you have a podcast called Brown Girl White Coat. Yes. Um, what made you create your own podcast? So I created my podcast about a year and a half ago now. And I started because I like you said earlier too, I needed a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, med school is a lot of studying and not a lot of like sharing what it's like and talking about people who are going through the same things. That's not For really sure. built into medical school in any way. So I wanted to have a venue where I could share, you know, anything from like study tips to how to stay sane in med school. Mm-hmm. Um, like the burnout rates are at an all time high and For sure, yeah. There's just like a lot of unique experiences that med students go through that only other med students or other professional school students can relate to. So I wanted to share that and I wanted to kind of share my experiences as a woman of color going through all Mm -hmm. of these things. Um, I've heard so many stories of people, especially at the VA, um, like female students will go there to learn and to talk to patients and they will get harassed or they'll get rude comments their way. And so 
I wanted a place to like share all those things and let people know what to ex- like, not expect, but what to kind of like be on the lookout for. Yeah. Um, and just like share stories and feel empowered mm-hmm. by each other. And the fact that this happens to everyone and it's kind of scary. So. Yeah. But I like the concept of that because like, I feel like a lot of like, there are podcasts about like medicine and stuff like that, but I feel like yours is a different twist to it. So I like that. Thank you. How did you come up with your podcast name? Because I feel like for me personally, coming up with the name was like the hardest part for me because I just, I'm, I suck at that. That's why like most of my other social medias are just like my actual name. But how did you come up with your podcast name? Um, so I wanted to kind of encompass both parts of my identity. I wanted, um, so the brown girl part, um, a lot of like Desi people or Indian, Pakistani, everyone that's included in the Indian subcontinent would be able to relate to that. And they would know just from the name what my ethnicity is, what kinds of, you know, concepts and things I have to bring to the table just based on that. And then the white coat part, it could appeal to anyone that wears a white coat. This could be anyone from people in nursing school to PAs to uh, future physicians. So I wanted something that encompassed like both of my identities and how they kind of mix together. For sure. So what were the steps you took to get start, like took to start your podcast? Yeah. So I, I always think when it comes to podcasting or any social media ventures, you should just, just freaking do it if you want to do it. So I started recording on my iPhone and I would just record in voice memos and I uploaded my first three episodes to anchor using my iPhone. Um, and I just titled them. I just shared them all over my Instagram page with, which had started gathering like a bit of a following at that time. Mm -hmm. So they kind of got popular right away because a, a large portion of my following is pre-meds and medical students. Yeah. So basically just did it. And then eventually I started to like invest a little bit in my equipment and just got like a microphone and um, some like sound editing stuff and just made it a little bit better as the audience kind of grew. So what type of guests do you usually look for on your podcast and how do you go about messaging them and trying to get them on your podcast? Yeah. So my ideal guests are like a good mixture of physicians, um, medical students, pre-med students who I've had a lot of pre-med students on who are closer to the application process, like talking Mm -hmm. about taking admissions tests, taking, uh, writing like personal statements and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I love having anyone on that relates to social media like yourself or anyone that relates to the medical field um, in a business way. So I've had people that have started like medical startups on my podcast to talk about how they, you know, they were in med school and they dropped out and they created this amazing product that's now helping people too. So, and then as for how I get them to be on my podcast, I've had a lot of physicians or med students that I know just come on. So and then I've also reached out through Instagram DM to a lot of people and a lot of friends that I've formed on Instagram itself. So I, I usually get pretty positive responses, but lately due to COVID, you know, everyone's busy. Mm-hmm. Physicians sure. especially are busy. So a lot of rejections my way uh, lately, <laughs> yes. but you just have to keep going despite that. For sure. So I was looking at your Instagram um, not long ago and like the graphics you use are really nice. Where do you create like all your graphics to post? Yeah. Um, so I do have an Instagram page for my podcast as well. And I make everything through Canva. So Canva is like a wonderful place to create like brand identity. Like you can pick like colors that you always use and then you can, yeah, you can pick colors that you always use. You can pick like little graphics that you can 
incorporate into multiple posts so that there's mm-hmm. like um, some sort of like seamlessness in all of your posts together. Yes. I like it because it just like, it's not like messy. That's what I like about it. It's like everything goes together. So good job on that. What would you say is your long-term goal with your podcast? Oh, so I would love to keep doing podcasting even as like a full-fledged doctor, um, Mm -hmm. but maybe kind of change my, uh, my outlook a little bit. I could talk more about, you know, mental health while being a physician as well mm-hmm. as like actually affect like policy change and talk about healthcare and talk about, you know, the, the failings of our healthcare system in the United States yeah. um, and get people that actually can make a difference to listen. I think that would be like the ideal goal is to affect change. That's cool. I know like a lot of podcast people are like trying to venture out and doing like live shows. Do you ever think that would be something that you would ever consider doing in the future? Oh my gosh, that would be so very cool. But I don't know if my podcast is the right, like, fit for a live show. If I had Mm. another host, that would be awesome to, you know, just, like, vibe off of each other. Um, But I don't know. A solo podcast is a little bit hard to, like, do a live show for. For sure. Yeah. Unless you have, like, like, I guess for you, what you could do is if you ever did want to do a live show, you could have, like, different people in the medical field, like, be a part of it, too. So, like, kind of like a speed round, I guess, like. 10 minute interviews with each person. Like, I think that would be cool. Yeah. Or even like a panel or something that would be cool. Yeah. For sure. Um, What would you say is the hardest part about having your podcast? Oh my gosh. I would say consistency, (laughs) especially in med school. It's like so, so busy. And especially if you have like other social media platforms that are much easier to create content for a podcast definitely takes a lot of planning and Mm -hmm. uh, scheduling and just like I don't know. It just takes a a little bit of time to plan, edit, and get everything out. So staying consistent has been hard. So, but I think the audience that I have is really respectful of that because they're like, okay, we get you're in med school, like do your thing. And then like, whenever you have time, like we would love to hear what you're doing. So yeah. Do you have like a way that you plan out your things? Like for me, I use Google calendar a lot. Do you use anything like that? Yeah. um, I use Calendly to schedule appointments with people. If I'm going to have a guest, I will basically just like put in, um, it's really nice because you can put in your own availability on Calendly mm-hmm. and then the guests can schedule um, according to their own availability with you. So okay, that's, nice. that's cool. What would you say is the best part about having your own podcast? Hmm, um, good question. I think it's just to have like a creative venue. It's to have an engaged audience that actually cares about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's been really nice. And then people will like DM me about something I said in a podcast and you're like, oh crap, like people are listening, you know, all the way through. So it's very nice to have people that actually like care and listen. For sure. Do you have any like tips or advice or like things that you do to help grow your podcast? Um, I have joined a few Facebook pages for podcasters. There's one particularly like pod Houston, I think, or Houston podcaster, something like that. Um, So I've gone to like some meetups uh, over Zoom, of course, and just connecting with other podcasters and learning what they do. That's been really helpful as well as just like word of mouth has been nice. Like anytime people are listening to the podcast, they'll post it on Instagram stories Mm -hmm. and then I will like repost it. Um, So that's nice to like, if people see, you know, I'm reposting something that like they'll upload it to their Instagram story the next time viewers and stuff will be able to see that as well. 
Yeah, I feel like that helps a lot. Um, so what do you record and edit with? Um, I record and edit everything with Audacity. It's free. <laughs> and then I will, there's a lot of like cool effects you can put on it. So I've finally figured out like the compressor settings and everything mm-hmm. that make your audio like super crisp. So yeah. And then I have this random microphone I found on Amazon for like $30 um, by five fine, I think. <laughs> so you don't need a lot of equipment and pretty much everything is readily available on the internet. So for sure. And like, like I like what you said, like it was literally like $20-$30, but like even though it's $20-$30, the quality is still really good and like people have to realize that. Totally. Yeah. So who would you say are your favorite podcasters at the moment? Okay, let me get my phone out real quick <laughs> and see what I've been listening to. So I love YouTubers starting podcasts because if you watch them on YouTube, like obviously you want more content from them. Mm-hmm. So I love, um, I love you so much podcast. I love, um, Tori Sterling's podcast manifest. That's a good one to listen to in the mornings. It gets mm-hmm. me like ready for the day. I love true crime podcasts, including dirty John crime junkies. What's okay. This is a question for you, but do you know the one that's like, stay sexy and don't get killed? I don't, but I like <laughs> um, that. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, I love true crime podcast, Dirty John. That was um, like related to the medical field and true crime. So that was really fun to listen to as well. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good mix of everything. So you have different um, categories that you listen to. So like if you're in different moods, you can listen to different things. Exactly. Yeah. And my last question is, do you have any advice for anyone wanting to start their own podcast? Yeah, uh, I think this is the best time to do it because you can you can pre-record a lot of episodes if you have a lot of time right now. Mm-hmm. I would I highly recommend pre-recording episodes to stay um, consistent. Yes, I like over the last month I've probably recorded like a few episodes here and there that I can continue posting when mm-hmm. I get really busy. So I would just say go for it. Do it during this time. Like quarantine time is the perfect time. You have no excuse if you really want to get started. And then I think do a little bit of planning before you get started. Like figure out what your unique take is going to be, what story you have to tell that no one else is doing right now. Um, Just have a a different little spin on it. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Um, But if you're, you know, you want to talk about social media, like talk about social media as a woman of color, talk about social media as uh, someone who studied it in school and knows, you know, the particulars of it. So I think as long as you have a little unique spin on it, anyone can make a popular podcast. Yeah, for sure. I also liked what you said about like pre-recording because like right now I've done so many interviews that I have a few more lined up. And then after that, I literally have enough episodes till like June 21st or something like that. So it really helps, especially because if you're busy sometimes, like having them pre-recorded really helps with consistency also. Totally. And then just like schedule them to go out. Like I know Mm -hmm. Anchor does like a thing where you can just schedule and it just posts. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was really nice talking to you and getting to know you more. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Do you want to end it off by shouting out your socials where people can find you? Sure. So my Instagram is at Cybear, S-A-I-E-B-E-A-R. And then my podcast Instagram is Brown Girl White Coat Pod. And you can find my podcast, Brown Girl White Coat, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Perfect. Well, thank you so much once again. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day.
So thank you guys so much for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do not forget to go follow Sai on her social media platforms that she mentioned, the Brown Girl White Coat Pod, and at Sai Bear. Please go show your support and her podcast is really, really interesting. As someone who isn't into like medical school or into like anything like really sciencey or medically, I don't even think that's a word, but someone that's not interested in that, honestly, her podcast is super interesting and it's so cool to learn about like different lifestyles and stuff so please do go check her out if you want to follow me on my socials do not be shy my social medias are at behind the girl boss or at it's amanda Wan on instagram or you can also just subscribe to this podcast or follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on and yeah that's all i really gotta say i haven't recorded a outro in a little while so it's a little rusty but please do not forget to subscribe or follow this podcast and if you can please do leave a review because that will literally make my day so thank you guys once again for listening and i will hear you next time